Hello, brewery fanatics, and welcome back for another episode of Brewery Travels. Today, we are going down to the southeast to the Peach State and specifically zeroing in on Atlanta and the craft beer scene there. And as always, I have two amazing guests with me, Stephanie and Michelle, and we will start off by having them uh, just kind of introduce yourselves briefly, talk about what kind of got you into beer and how you've been part of the beer community. Uh, Stephanie, why don't you lead us off? I wear a few different hats. I'm a beer writer. I do a lot with social media. I'm a freelance writer, um, content creator. The list goes on. Um, but my main love is writing. And along the way in life, I found another love, and that was beer. And so that's how I kind of got into the beer writing thing, because I wanted to pair the two together. I, I think that's great. And uh, Michelle, what about you? My name is Michelle Turner. I am a beer lover and a food lover. So I started a business called Excited to Feast, where I can bring together a nice, diverse selection of food and, and pair it with beer. And I don't know when I got, I've been drinking beer for a long time, probably before <laughs> I should admit, but <laughs> you know, that was the, the big beer, you know. Um, but I really got into it funny enough when I was running and it was like the thirst quencher after a race, like they would mm. always have beer. So I, I was actually part of a group here in Atlanta and we would have meetups at some of the breweries. And it's actually how I started going to some of the breweries in Atlanta. So I was like, wow, this beer is really good. That's different than what I used to think <laughs> back in the days. So it just really grew from there. And I'm also co-founder of Craft Women Connect which is a group mm -hmm. that basically supports and amplifies the voice of women, specifically women of color and craft beer. So we make it a point to be at as much beer events as we can here in Atlanta. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah, well, and we, we will dive more into that uh, here later on, but let's go ahead and, and jump in here and kind of get started with, you know, the, the pandemic has, has changed many things within the beer industry. And I know there's been several laws and regulations that went into effect in Georgia, such as home delivery services. And there's actually currently also a, another uh, bill in the Georgia Senate that's in recess that would allow breweries to sell more alcohol and transfer beer between locations. So besides these kind of rapidly changing you know, rules from the past year and a half due to the pandemic, how have laws affected breweries in Georgia during the craft beer boom? Uh, Michelle, why don't you start us off? Well, I I think that's one of the biggest challenges of the beer community and breweries growing here in Atlanta is because of the laws. It's very restrictive for a while. Breweries couldn't even sell their own beer. They had to sell tours and then we get the beer on the tours. And it was like, you could only even serve only, a, you know, little sample sizes. They weren't able to sell their own beer. It was very restrictive. And I feel like those laws have changed and that really has helped the the brewery grow you know more breweries are opening even several brewer, local breweries are able to open multiple locations but they still face the challenge of so we have one location this is where we brew then we have another location that's just our tap room but we can't move beer between the locations like and that doesn't make sense because it's like i don't need to have five different places I can brew beer. If I can have one central location and move it around, that would make it so much easier. So you have big breweries like Creature Comforts 
who are looking outside of Georgia to expand because the laws are keeping them stifled. So it's such a challenge. But I think, funny thing enough, I think with the pandemic, that helped a lot of breweries because they were then able to like get their websites running and start selling beer through their own websites, through Osner. And, you know, we didn't have any choice. How else are we going to get the beers? So a lot of people were like rushing to like buy beer and pick up beer. And I think that really helped people to be like, you know, they didn't have the, the brewery atmosphere anymore. They just had the beer. So you really got to know the breweries and more of their beer. So, yeah, I think that's. The- yeah, no, I, th- I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, obviously no one is going to say the pandemic was good for craft beer or the breweries, but <laughs> there are definitely certain instances where it expedited laws getting changed in many states. Uh, Stephanie, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, so the the law that Michelle was talking about is SB 85, and that law, I think that most people would agree, is what contributed to the craft beer boom here because of what you were saying, you couldn't sell directly to consumers. So once that bill went into place and it allowed them to sell directly to consumers, the amount of breweries that opened after that was like... It was it was a lot. I couldn't keep up. It was, it was like a new one opening every few. It it was a it was definitely a boom because before that, I would say maybe eight years ago there were like three here, and and now we have I don't know how many a ton. Um, yeah. Not ne- not definitely. You know, there California still has us beat Colorado, all of that, but we definitely have way more than we did. Of, less than a decade ago yeah well i mean and speaking to that now it's it's always obviously rapidly changing but when you look at a brewery map of atlanta there are several clusters kind of around the greater metro area and this is especially true to the northwest looking at the underwood hills neighborhood but there's also plenty of other you know more popular some of the more popular recognizable names that are more off by themselves uh, may not be necessarily as close to some of these pockets if someone is visiting atlanta and ask for recommendations. Uh, Stephanie, what, what would you tell them? <laughs> um, I think I would direct them to one of those pockets. So um, I personally love going to the West End to drink. Um, you have Monday Night Garage there, and they have such a great um, bottle program. They specialize in sours and stouts. Um, and then you also have Hop City, so you can go there and you they have their selection broken up, which I'm sure you can find this in most bottle shops where you can find all the local Atlanta beer. And so you can kind of hit those two places at once and you can also go to Hop City to drink. So uh, and there um, it's also I would be remiss to say while heaven is over there, um, Michelle, remind me of the other brewery that's down the way. There's Best In. Best In. Um, and I feel like there's someone else. Oh, and then there's ASW, which has whiskey. So it's uh, commonly referred to as Malt, Malt Disney. Uh, so I would definitely tell people to go there because you can get some good drinking done. And there um, is some good good vibes over there in that area. And what about you, Michelle? If 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 I message if my message you, you know, like, hey, I'm going to be in Atlanta for a weekend or whatever. What want to hit up some breweries? What where would you send me? Oh, I always challenge to answer this question because 
Because the funny thing about Atlanta, well, not the funny thing is, but the thing about Atlanta is, is like you can be in one area and be so far from any other area. And I find that a lot of people, when they come here, they're challenged about finding their way around. So if they're in a specific area, I try to keep them in that area so they can feel comfortable maneuvering around and finding. So that's usually my first response. Like, where are you going to be at? Because I agree with Stephanie completely. I will send people to the West End over there and be like, you have yourself a good old time over there. Go to Monday night, go to Wild Hat. Like, everything she said is perfect. But if you're in the north of Atlanta, that's entirely too far. And you're like, I wouldn't send somebody there. So I usually try to find out where someone's at as well as what they like, right? Because I think we have a good selection of breweries that can give you a variety of things to try. Like Monday night is a perfect example. You're going to get stouts. You're going to get some IPAs. You're going to get some, you know, a couple of lagers, um, sours. So you get to try different things and get to experience more of what Georgia beer is versus like a brewery like Halfway Crooks. They just do lagers. They do them extremely well. They, like, if you want to go for lagers, I'm like, go to Right. Go to Halfway Crooks. Or like you're just coming in real quick. You don't have far to go. Go to Arches. It's by the airport. They do. They also focus on loggers. My personal favorite recommendations probably are Orpheus. I say Orpheus probably makes some of the best stouts in Atlanta. Um, And Sours, too. He's more traditional Lambic style Sours. And the brewery just really stands for a lot. Like Jason, the head brewer and owner, he doesn't tolerate any, any bull. Yes. Right. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't tolerate just in general. He's a big advocate of human rights. So I, you know, I appreciate they make excellent beer as well as they stand behind values that I agree with. Um, what else would I recommend? Monday night again. They're one of my favorites. And then uh, if I would put a third recommendation up there, I would say like if you're in the north, I would say variant. No one really talks about variant. They don't they don't dist- they don't have any distro. I think they just distro kegs to restaurants. But mm-hmm. they do their own canning, so you have to go and pick up the cans from there. But they have a good selection, too. Like, they do sours, yeah. they do stouts, they do IPAs. And the tap room is beautiful. Everyone's, you know, real friendly, and it's a good place to hang out. So mm-hmm. I really recommend those three. That's yeah. my top. Yeah, I like that answer, Michelle. That was really good. Thank you. Yeah. uh so well now michelle that this is another good question for you as as you kind of hinted at when you in your introduction that you do also like to talk about food as well so can you kind of talk about and describe the relationship between the food and beer scenes in atlanta well i think we have some really good uh brew pubs like i think about tourist hop so they make good beer and they have good like hamburgers and wings and I haven't been in a while, but they usually do good stuff. Um, who else is a good brew pub? Uh, good Word out in Duluth. They, good Word. I like Good Word a lot. They make a lot of um, traditional style beers, but they do excellent food and they have a bar. So you get a very nice, you know, variety of things. One of my favorite things to do is like to go to a brewery and then go eat afterwards. So I was trying to find different pockets that have like 
a nice selection of beer and then food in the area. Uh, so like, I guess that's what area is that? Is that upper the we- upper west side? They call it now. Stephanie? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Upper, upper west, no, West Midtown, West, west Midtown, mm-hmm. right? So there's a bunch of breweries over there, and there's like a couple of food places I like to go to over there. And then now most breweries they're gonna have food trucks come in, so I appreciate that they'll have food trucks that are that are variety too. It's not just like hot dogs or stuff like there's a lot of asian food trucks so they'll bring in you know some food you know asian food trucks and barbecue and so i think there's a really good connection between the food and and beer in atlanta they like to do beer dinners which are always fun if they have a kitchen on site and you know they'll do the pairing good word is known for doing some good beer dinners and stuff so i think it's a it's a, it's a we have a very wide selection of international cuisines in Atlanta. I, I always say, I think coming from New York and I move into the South, I thought it was going to be very limited. And I'm realizing that I'm probably learning so much more about food than I ever thought. You know, I came, like I said, from New York, like y'all don't got what we got, but, <laughs> but, but I really, you know, learned about all different kinds of cuisines. And, and so I think it's, it's really an interesting Thing to to just discover and really and I think the breweries really support that. Like I said, by having different pop ups and food trucks come in and and connect. Yeah, Stephanie, do you have any other things to add in terms of your experience? If you have any, you know, food pairing things that you that you've been able to enjoy there in Atlanta. Um. Well, I I echo what Michelle said, and I would add to that. Um, that it has that the food and beer scene together have evolved. Um, of course, I think the food scene was way ahead of beer, but them being able to come together, like Michelle mentioned, that I think that breweries are being very, um, uh, I don't want to say cautious, but paying more attention to the food trucks that they bring into the brewery, so you get a wide re- a selection of things. And um, I I've enjoyed watching it evolve because. It, like eight years ago you just you would go get some you would go get your beer have fun and then you would have to search for food somewhere but now you really don't like there could be something offered on premise and that's really nice yeah no that i think that's great and you know we've talked a lot about how rapidly changing the atlanta beer scene you know the, the whole craft beer boom with some laws and i feel like that's the case in a lot of places around the southeast that a lot of the states have had experience similar kind of booms whereas laws kind of get repealed and changed more of the cities in the southeast have seen that influx of craft breweries and so now kind of comparing you know how how do you feel atlanta's craft beer scene rates and compares with other cities uh in the southeast uh michelle what do you think uh... <laughs> <laughs> what direction are you gonna go in michelle <laughs> I know this is a show about Atlanta. I love Atlanta. I love Atlanta's beer scene. I just think we need we have some work to do when you compare it to other places. Um, in the southeast, think, though. Yeah, in the southeast. Okay. I'm thinking about. So I'll give you. I'll give you two examples. In the southeast, I think of Florida. So Florida has like they like Tampa has a whole beer week. 
dedicated yeah. to events and you know cigar city hosts a huge festival and as a result of that all the breweries around are having their parties and festivals and it's a big thing anybody coming to tampa beer week 2022 i will be there <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's an example of the the local beer scene coming together and doing things to not only support your own community, but getting other people from outside places to come in and support it and become more aware of it too. And then I think the same thing about Asheville. Like Asheville, everybody, you know, what is we all what do everybody calls Asheville? That's the beer town, you know, and it's like when I think off the top of my head, I don't think that much about like the breweries are like super stand out. Like I think about Burial, that's one of my first breweries, but it's just the way that it's set up. It's like you can go and travel around different places and it seems like they're always doing stuff out there. And it just creates an atmosphere of like, if I'm not from there, I want to go. And if I'm there, I want to be in it all the time. So I think that we in Atlanta, we make excellent beer. We have excellent breweries i just would love to see more things that are going to attract people from outside and i know again a lot of that has to do with the laws because we're struggling here you know i don't i'm not too familiar with the distribution laws and getting our beer outside of atlanta but it's like a big exciting thing i think you know like you know i'm trying to think orpheus just got a distro in another state i forget where and it's like super exciting it's like i want to go there i think it's tennessee i want to go there and you know talk about orpheus because i could talk about orpheus all day here i want to go out there and say you so fortunate to have them and so to see things like that makes me excited so i want people to say be excited when they come here and think about the beer that we have because i think there's a lot of beer that is is awesome it's and should be should be part of the exciting to, you know, get and go to an event or trade online and do things like that. So that's what I want. Not that I think Georgia is not up to par. I just think we need help to bring in more to the people. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that that is very fair. That is very fair because, but I will say this, Asheville is not in the Southeast. It's in the East. No, it's I thought not- it was like, that was considered the Southeast. Is it? Yeah, I, I guess it all depends on on how you frame it. You know, South Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah, you know, I you know, I think just just depends on your opinion of it. But anyway, well, what what are you thinking of of the kind of the comparisons of of other cities in the southeast, Stephanie? I I'm still on the southeast thing. Okay, North Carolina is considered. That's fine. All right. Um, <laughs> if we don't count Asheville because that's like really tough competition. I think. I think the entire Southeast has some growth uh, that needs to happen. Uh, I think Florida is probably ahead of the game too. I agree with you. We don't have, we did have a Georgia beer week this year. I think it was an entire week. I should know, but I. It was just a day, Georgia beer day. And I think some. Oh, it was just a day. It was just Saturday. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We, yeah, we had a day. So Things are starting to happen, but I agree there needs to be more excitement around the scene here. It has grown so much over the last 10 years, and we need to celebrate that and have that radiate outside of the state. Um, but I, when I think about some of the other areas, and I'm not, I'll just say I agree with Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I might say something to hurt someone's feelings. <laughs> 
criticism, constructive criticisms. NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state or province yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE. Because I do, I mean, like you guys said, I think it's it's an opportunity for growth in a lot of places in the Southeast. But we have seen, because a lot of cities, you know, Birmingham, Nashville, Charleston, you've seen these other cities in the Southeast have really emerged with these great craft beer scenes that are continuing to grow. And I think Atlanta is, like you mentioned before, it's so much bigger than a lot of the other cities in the Southeast that stuff is just more spread out. So it's hard, you know, if you're visiting Atlanta to go and hit all the different breweries everywhere, which like you said, I mean, that that's just one of the kind of the challenges that they have to kind of face. Uh, but so moving on now, you both have been spearheading campaigns in, in different ways uh, for more diversity. And, and Michelle, you already mentioned uh, in your introduction that you were one of the co-founders for Craft Women Connect. Stephanie, you've been writing numerous articles on women and minorities in craft beer. So could you both kind of talk about what the process has looked like in Atlanta and beyond and what changes you have witnessed over the years and what steps need to be taken to continue to improve on diversity and representation in craft beer? Um, I don't care. E- either one of you, I feel, can, can lead off. Uh, do you want me to go first, Michelle? You got sure, it. Sure, you go first. Okay. <laughs> um, process. By what do you mean by process? Well, what when you're doing when you're going through these whether it's articles, whether you're like Michelle, like with these events, how have you seen? Like, I, I guess it was kind of tying into the whole progress thing as well. Like, okay. what have you guys been doing? Like, just to kind of describe what you've been doing in a way to kind of work on on the diversity side of things. Uh, yeah, so I, and I probably shouldn't say this and I can already hear Michelle laughing at me, but I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily working on diversity, but I take that back because, um, I am helping to share a side, uh, that other people might not understand, know about, have considered whatever it could be. And, I remember when I started writing this industry, I wanted, I knew I wanted to share the stories of anyone who was not a white man, because I, I wanted to, I personally wanted to read those stories. And I wanted, I also was very important for me as a black woman to tell the stories of black people, black women, women in general, because I just did not think that a white man could do those stories justice. 
yes, they can tell those stories and I'm not saying they shouldn't, but there is a different level of understanding when you are the writer coming from that same place as the person you're interviewing, or I've done even pieces where I'm talking about myself. Um, as far as changes, the, the great thing about Atlanta is it's super diverse um, and it's really nice. I'm Atlanta born and raised. So I've been here, you know, my whole life. And I don't like, I'm so used to this city that when I did go to Asheville one time, I was like, oh, <laughs> there are no black people here. And I wrote about it. Um, and I got really, I got really comfortable in this scene here. And even though I'm always talking about what happened 10 years ago, but 10 years ago when I would walk into a tap room, it was just me and my husband who were um, any person of color in that in the building. And now I see that changing. I mean, I still can walk into a brewery and be the only black person there, but it's nice to see um, more uh, people from the BIPOC community come into craft beer and enjoy craft beer. Um, I've seen a growth in that instance, but so we still have a lot of work to do. What do you think, Michelle? I have a lot to say. <laughs> I, I was hoping, I knew that you would, and I was hoping that you yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I try not to go off on my rant, but so wheel me in if you need to at any point. I understand completely. <laughs> so I actually was thinking about this more today in preparation for this. And I think one of the biggest challenges is like Stephanie said, Atlanta is very diverse, but the city of Atlanta is very diverse. Once you start kind of branching out outside of 285, which is our major roadway that kind of forms a circle around inner Atlanta, once you start going outside of there, it gets less diverse, especially when you're going north, right? So, like one of the breweries I mentioned, Variant. If you walk up into Variant, you're not really going to see a whole lot of Black people. Right. Exactly. But that's because of where it's at. It's not because the brewery is not diverse in their thinking. Actually, the, the co I believe she's a co-owner, Lauren, is a woman of color, the of the brewery so it's like not to say that that makes a place diverse but it kind of makes you feel like okay well they realize that you know <laughs> it's not only white folks drinking beer but it's where they're located at so you're not going to necessarily attract the same diversity as if you're in the city of Atlanta and I actually was at a festival two weekends ago and I was talking to a guy from a brewery in Florida and he says, we're having a festival. I want more people of color involved. I honestly don't know how to do that. And I think that's the perfect opportunity for breweries to come forward and admit that. Look, I look around and I see that there's not a lot of diversity, be it women, people of color. How can I, what can I do to change that? And you need to talk to people like me, like Stephanie, who can help you with that. Because I don't take the approach of, well, you don't have any black people here. I don't want to be here. Because that's not going to fix anything. But if you come to me and be honest with me and tell me, I, I would like for it to be more diverse. I just don't know how to do that. 
I think that's a wonderful thing. I think we can work together. So in Atlanta, I would like to see more breweries do that because we have a very strong community of beer drinkers who are people of color. And I often feel like that we are still separate. We're still our own group. We're still doing our own things. And no one is really coming to talk to us, to try. And me, <laughs> I'm always out and about. I'm always at breweries. I will talk to anyone. I have no problem. I don't care. Colors, get creed, all the lists you could. I have, I'll talk to anyone. And if you're I'm honest with to. me. say this is what i you know i'm thinking even if you just say i'm just thinking about it you know i don't know what let's talk about it and so so that's one of the things that we try to i try to do with craft women connect is to encourage women to come out and hang out with us and go to different breweries and and not only enjoy the beer but see how they can be more part of the community because I think we all have different levels too, right? Some people just want to hang out and drink beer. Some people want to actually find their local brewery and find a place they can work at during the day sometimes or hang out or just sit at, you know, they want it to be more part of their daily life. Maybe not daily. Yeah. Some people, some people daily. You know, <laughs> watch a sports game or things like that. So they want to know when they go there, they feel comfortable. So you as a, as a brewery owner, if you can explore how to make your customers feel comfortable and not only in terms of race, like I've, I talked about this on Twitter one time, a long time ago, as a woman, you know, having a bar and having hooks on your bar or your table or wherever, so I could put my purse or sanitary products in the bathroom or a changing table in the bathroom. Like those are the things that can be put into place that make me feel comfortable and want to go there. And I think nowadays we're at a point where you need to talk to the people. You need to talk to your people. So I feel like, again, we have a very strong community, people of color, specifically black people here. We have a strong community of women. I, I just don't know if there's an open communication where breweries are trying to work with us to, to see how we can do things and change things. I've done a couple of these podcasts and shows and, and nothing I say is new, but it's like, who's, you know, I hope the right people are listening. And I always, like I said, talk to me, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. I'm not a business owner. I don't know your challenges, but if you tell me your challenge is diversity and you want to figure out something, I can help you with that. And I'm, I'm always willing to do that. So I think it's gotten better. We have our first Black-owned brewery, which I think is a challenge as well, because we as Black people come with a certain vibe. It's who we are. We're not going to apologize for it. And that brewery has that vibe. And to some people, they're not going to like that. And it's unfortunate because it's like, if you reject that, then you're rejecting part of who we are as a people as our culture so and it's also that we can go into any white owned brewery and and assimilate to that but you can't very cookie cutter (laughs) to us and so yeah yeah sorry i didn't want to cut you off i just no that's perfect oh that's the perfect point because right if we you know we, we 
I don't, I'm sorry, I don't typically play cornhole. It's not right. And the music, <laughs> let's talk about the music. That music, I don't know who Dave Matthews is or whoever that is playing on the. I I don't like. I right. listen yeah. to it for to get my beer, but that's if you were playing something else like some R and B and hip hop, I would be very happy. I would be very at home. Yeah, and and one other thing too is I noticed when I was reading some of the articles in preparation for this too. Besides having the the, the black owned brewery, there's also been at least a couple more like women women of color that, that are also just like working within the industry. Whether it's not may not be owning it, but the brewing aspect of it as well. And so is that something that you see hopefully growing as well? Just getting more diversity, not just in terms of the clientele coming to the brewery but the people working at the brewery? I think that's a challenge. Sorry, I'm going to yeah. jump in. And yeah, that's, please, you go ahead. That's and jump a in. huge focus that I want to take with Craft Women Connect. Like I want to, I had this conversation with someone just the other day and he was saying that he didn't realize like the grain that they use in beer needed to go through the whole the, the milling process and he was like and I was like see that's the problem we don't know the full chain of everything that happens in beer so you can actually have a career in beer that has nothing to do with brewing beer you know or serving beer you can be a, a biologist you can be a farmer you can own a distribution company you can own the building that the brewery is in there are so many opportunities outside of just brewing beer but a lot of people don't know that they're there if they are not exposed to it. So like I said, that's very important to me through Craft Women Connect is to expose women to say, okay, we get it. You don't want to brew beer. But there's so many other things that you could do to get into this business. Because obviously it's a business. Obviously it's a good business. It's not slowing down and it's been around for how long and it's just, it's growing. And then there's just so many different things besides just a, a brewery that you could be involved in, in in a beer again like having a distribution company having a milling company you know so i think that's the challenge is getting people to recognize there's other avenues in beer and then getting them interested and excited about it where they want to then get into the field and i think that's the way we can work on increasing representation within the field by exposing people to the different areas, getting them excited about it. Because I, I, at one point myself too, I was like, I don't want to brew beer. That's not really what I want to do. But I actually started learning more about it and how it relates to food and I enjoy cooking. So I'm like, this is pretty simple. Like, this is interesting. It started really, so like, I'm like, I want to brew some beer now. Like, I'm actually like, okay, let's. this might be something I can do, you know, maybe. And maybe two years down the line or something, I'll be like, you know what, I want to now it's all a process and it's about exposing yourself to different things so that you can say oh this is something i actually do like so i think that's really an important aspect and that's why craft women connect is very important to me that's what stephanie does is very important like she said telling the stories of her experiences of who she is and once you tell those stories to people once you bring those experiences to people they can open their mind and then again be more involved yeah no, that, that's great. And before we jump to the next question about some of the specific beers, I do want to shout out when, when you were mentioning the changing tables for any breweries, please put them in the men's restrooms too. As a stay at home dad, when we go somewhere and there's only one in there for my wife to change instead of me, 
uh, it's something that is, you know, semi-frustrating and something that it has been changing. I do see it more often now where it is in both, which I very much appreciate. Or they have a family restroom. So just wanted to add that in there, too, that, uh, you know, make sure the dads are changing the diapers also. <laughs> Um, but anyway, that's diversity. that's diversity too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on here, are there any specific beers or beer styles, if you want to be more broad, um, that you feel really represent Atlanta the best? Uh, Stephanie, we'll start with you this time. Okay. Um, this one is hard for me uh, because this is the city that I call home, and the answer I'm going to give is not one that I'm super satisfied with, but I'm going to give it because outside of Atlanta, people probably know it. And that's Sweetwater's 420. And I mean, it's, you can get that anywhere here in Atlanta and you uh, can get that outside of Atlanta. And so I'll give that answer. I don't dislike the beer. I don't dislike the brewery. I just, I wish there was another option and I don't know what that option would be, but I, I think I'm just tired of 420. I'll just say that. Well, it doesn't have to necessarily be the most popular, well-known beer, but if there's any other beers that you feel just, you know, whether it's, you know, whatever the case may be. I can't really, Michelle will probably have a better answer. (laughs) What do you think, Michelle? I'm not sure that I do. (laughs) 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 Well, you, it's funny that you say Sweetwater 420 because I didn't even think about that when I thought about this question. I'm like, that's, and I think just to help buffer your feelings about it, Stephanie, I think what it is is that we we saw Sweetwater's, well, I mean, when Sweetwater was small and they just were on Huntley Drive and, you know, and now they're huge. So it's like, that's what they use to propel themselves forward. And it's kind of like, when you have it, it's a good beer. You're just not excited about it. And I would even put um, Creature Comfort Comforts Tropicalia on that. No, I, I I understand why you're saying that, but they're not from Atlanta. <laughs> oh, okay, because they're, from, they're Athens. from Athens. Okay, and that's everyone, true. People like to give that answer, and I get upset because Athens is hours away from us. That's true. That's true. And, I, d- I will not accept that. <laughs> Stephanie is hitting the veto button. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if someone wants to pitch me another alternative, I'm all ears. But, you know, you have to wow me. But I think that's the point, right? There's not, like I think about it, I can't think that there's a specific beer that is that well known throughout an, uh, uh, throughout an Atlanta, Atlanta that is that well known throughout oh, at Atlanta. <laughs> That's no, right. Orpheus, the... Okay. the Yeah. At Atlanta, is it? I think that's how you say it. At, a, at, at, at Atlanta. Yeah, at Atlanta, I think it is. Yeah. I don't know how big that one is, but I like that it has Atlanta in the name. And Well, because it doesn't necessarily have to be the most well-known beer. It can just be a beer that you feel like the taste or whatever best represents well, the scene. True. Uh, well, see, I'm challenged by that because... Right. And I will I will say this as an outsider because I I'm not from Atlanta. I've only been here I think 15 years now. <laughs> um, and I've heard people say this that I, I've that Atlanta I think is trying to find 
what it is that makes it Atlanta. Cause it's very diverse. There's a lot going on here. And I kind of feel like that about the beer. Like the beer is trying to, to narrow in on what would represent what its niche is. Uh, right. What its niche is. What uh, it's, yeah. We don't really have one. We don't really have we, one. We're right. following like we're, our beer scene is following the trends of the, the country. We have tons of IPAs, and now we're finally getting like halfway crooks where you can get or and arches where you can go get a good lager, and we have a few Belgian beer breweries. But there's not just like one thing, and so if you don't go by style, then you have to go by like popularity, and I think that's why we're kind of like what's the exciting beer that really represents Atlanta. Well, and I and I do understand that answer because that is the beer that I think as as someone who's only been to Atlanta once, but that, you know, is in the craft beer. Like that's obviously a beer that I think most people in the craft beer community are familiar with at least. So I do understand absolutely that answer. And now, so I know we've, we've mentioned a lot of breweries and, and Michelle, you even kind of did this almost kind of earlier with your recommendation to the I three, did. but what you can, you can, you can list <laughs> breweries that you already talked about again, otherwise give some other ones a shout out if you'd like to, but just what are three breweries in the Atlanta area that you personally really enjoy and would like to discuss or bring up? Go Stephanie. <laughs> let you go. Well, I, I don't get out as much as Michelle does. I will go ahead and preface my answer with that. So I go to two of the places I'm going to mention. Um, I just, they're out of convenience, but they also have good beer. And then the other one is one that I'm like, if I want to try something different. So the first one I'm going to mention is Arches Brewing. I think Justin, the I believe he's a head brewer there, does an excellent job. And um, I live on the so south side of Atlanta, and so it's very convenient for me because they also are on the south side. Um, so I would say they are probably one I go to the most because they're so convenient. The other one is Monday night. Um, I will, disclaimer, I used to work there. Um, but also, before I worked there, I got married there. And I just have a connection to that brewery and I love the garage which is also on the southwest side of Atlanta and it's convenient to me it just so happens to be convenient but um I've just been a lover of, a lover of their beers for I've been married to my husband we've been dating for 10 years so for about that long um well she, uh that I would say since the beginning and then the other one I love a good lager halfway crooks and i love their space their space spaces are very important to me um i love a space with a lot of light a very beautiful decor and they have plants in their brewery so that also makes me happy because i am a huge plant lover so those are my three michelle, michelle? see i gave stephanie the chance because i knew she was gonna say she doesn't get out as much as me but <laughs> But I actually really like this question because you said, what, what do I enjoy, right? So a brewery that I enjoy might not necessarily be the one I make the recommendation to someone else because my enjoyment comes from certain things. So like I think of like pontoon brewing, like 
I probably probably that's a brewery in Atlanta I've been to the most. And you know, people will say, well, their beers are just filled with lactose, and they even made fun of themselves and the whole lactose thing. But it's like I know everyone there. It's like I know people behind the bar. I know the owners. I know the owners' dogs. I know the owners' kids. You know, and normally, you know, I, I know people who live around there. So normally when I go there, I see people I know. So it's very familiar to me. It's very comfortable. And even if I go and maybe no one is there, you know, I'm just, you know, hanging out. It's a a big tap room. I know I'm going to find some beers I enjoy. And so that that's probably one of my on on my list definitely of a of brewery I enjoy. Um again Monday night too. I I feel like I have a connection mm-hmm. <laughs> connection with Monday night too. I'm laughing because like I'm friends with one of the owners and so I like to joke he's kind of crazy. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he is. <laughs> connections that you have. Like if there was ever a problem, like if it was a serious problem, like if I was the one to the brewery and something happened, like I feel like I can talk to someone and someone would listen to me. Even if it was something with the beer or something happened, I bought a bad beer. Like to me, that creates my experience. So I definitely feel like that with Monday night. Like their beer, their atmosphere, again, the garage, you just go and hang out. And you can hang out away from everyone. You can go sit in the theater and talk to no one, but feel like you're surrounded by people because it's so big there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Outside. They have their little, you know, they label the, what the things that they're growing and stuff. So it makes it, it makes it an enjoyable experience. And then my third one, what would I say my third one is? Hmm. I don't know. See, those are the two I probably go to the most. Um, yeah. you, not Orpheus? I love Orpheus. Actually, I don't spend enough time in Orpheus. Okay. But, but I, you know what? I, you, you're right, Stephanie. I love Orpheus. You know why I love Orpheus? Because, A, they're right off Piedmont Park. So you can go out. They have, like, a deck. And you can just look at, over the park. It's very peaceful. It's very calming. And, uh, again, and they're very diverse. I'm going to tell you right now, if you are uncomfortable with a diverse selection of people, don't go to Orpheus because you will sit there and feel uncomfortable and somebody will call you out for being uncomfortable. And I appreciate that. No, I do because I feel like I could go in there and I'm going to be accepted and everybody, you know, nobody's going to look at me like I'm crazy for whatever reason, you know, because it's just a dyke. That's that, and I'm talking about the staff. I'm not talking about the, yeah. the people going there. I'm talking about yeah. the staff. Mm-hmm. It's very diverse and it's very comforting. And like I said, the owner, same way. If there was a problem, you know, you could talk to him and stuff. So yeah, I definitely call Orpheus on that. Well, too. I've only been to I've only been to a handful in Atlanta, <laughs> but Orpheus was definitely. I think Michelle, you knew this too that Orpheus was my personal favorite yeah. the ones that I went to in Atlanta. So definitely can I'll I'll put my stamp of approval on that one as well. <laughs> um, but uh, so. I wanted to thank both of you, Stephanie and Michelle, so much for coming on here and and talking with me about the Atlanta beer scene. And so to kind of wrap up, uh, if you have any other final thoughts, conclusions about the beer scene, why people should come and check it out, as well as make sure to shout out your social media stuff if people want to reach out for more recommendations at all. Um, Michelle, why don't you go ahead and lead us off here? So the only thing I would add is, well, thanks for having me. This has been great. I'm glad we got to, you know, just talk about the beer scene, good and the bad, because it's always good and bad and everything. But I welcome 
anybody to come to Atlanta, come hang out. We got good food, good beer, good vibes. And if anyone ever wants a recommendation for any of those things, I would be more than happy to give it to you. Um, you can find me on Instagram at excited to feast. My my big thing is stories. I might not always update my timeline, but I, I kind of took a break this week, but you will find a variety of things in my stories. Don't judge me because they go away in hours, <laughs> and I take full advantage of that sometimes. But, I, you know, I just want everybody to have a good time. So excited to feast on Instagram is the best way to contact me. Stephanie? Uh, yeah, I echo what Michelle just said. Uh, I thank you for first having me on the show. It's just been great. And we do have good food, good beer, good vibes, terrible traffic. So when you come <laughs> prepared to sit in traffic, it's awful. Um, it has gotten worse over time. Um, and there's nothing that could be done about it. But hopefully at the end of your journey, you will have a nice belly of food and beer. <laughs> um, and I'm also, if you want to reach out and get any recommendations, though, I, I would probably send you to Michelle because she um, gets around to a lot more breweries than I do. You can find me on Instagram at She Loves Craft. That is awesome. And, and, and can I add one more thing, please? Of course. Uh, Stephanie, that's really nice that you have an Instagram account. But I mean, can people reach you if they want you to write something for them? Or, oh. You know, where can they find <laughs> you write about, you know, stuff? Because I know you don't put your articles on Instagram, ma'am. That is very true. If you, want, <laughs> if you would like to uh, read anything that I've written, my portfolio can be found at stephaniegrant.co um, I am also a freelance writer and if you want to work with me I am taking clients absolutely hey so if anybody's listening make sure to reach out to Stephanie <laughs> and uh, if there's any first time listeners or if you're not already following me you can find me on Twitter at brewery travels Instagram at brewery underscore travels there is also a Facebook page for the podcast as well as my website thebrewerytravels.com once again, this has been awesome. I want to thank once again, Stephanie and Michelle for joining me. And always remember, whether it's where you're living or where you're visiting, be sure to drink local everywhere. Cheers, everyone. I've been